Start it up then. Good welcome. Good welcome. Bo Chewy Podcast Show. I am Chuck, and to my right is Huey. And to his right is Bob. Bobo. Bob. How are we doing? I was going to say Buey, but. Buey? <laughs> <laughs> Spewy. It's like if you guys did the fusion dance and came together, you'd be Buey. Uh, today we had a topic, and it was going to be 80s. Favorite 80s sequels. Our favorite. Our favorite. Yes, our Some favorite. of them, because we only picked three apiece. So some yeah, of some our of them, favorite. Yeah. This isn't the complete. No. 80s sequels. This was hard for me. Really? Yeah, it really was. There's so many to choose from. There's well, a lot. There is a lot. You should see my honorable mentions list. Look at that. Oh, I'm sure we all have the same, the same exact picks. I didn't. You know? And that was just the tip of the iceberg. That's disgusting. The burger, of the tip. <laughs> the burger, of the tip. <laughs> Uh, when oh, yeah. I always think of the 80s, man, like I think of sequels. Like, I do too. You know, like my favorite genre is horror, and there's just like uh, a million, a like million horror genre movie sequels. Four sequels. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. But in the 80s, it was even more prevalent. You think about it. Like most all of those movies had sequels in the Silent 80s. Silent Night, Deadly yeah. Night 2. Wow. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Well... <laughs> Now that we're doing so good and we're so entertaining and full of energy, Huey, why don't you lead us off with I some will. of your favorite 80s sequels, friend? Oh, okay. Whoa. No pressure. No pressure. All right. Lead so, it off. Uh, this first one is actually mid-80s. Okay. Uh, it gave us this incredible gem that just tugs at your heartstrings. Sing it, Chuck. That ain't Chuck. That's Barry Gibb. <laughs> Holy shit, Peter Cetera just showed up. Well, hello, Peter Cetera. Hello, Huey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me step on the podcast, <laughs> Huey. So, what is that film? Oh, it is clearly Exorcist Two. Exorcist yeah, Two. Exorcist Two. So uh, the that is a stirring rendition of Tubular Bells. The, <laughs> the the very moving sequel to the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. So it's the Karate Kid Part Three. Part Two. Oh, 1986. Oh. <laughs> 1986. What? I think Three was in like '89. I think yeah, it came shortly after. Um, but this. So is, you could have chosen that for. Oh, I could have. <laughs> okay. I could have. Uh, almost did. But to me, this one, this one by far is the Karate Kid sequel that everybody loves. Now, I have a, I have a, I have a particular bone to pick with the Rotten Tomatoes. You know, you guys are shaking your head. I, no. I didn't shake my head. I, I, was, I saw you shake your head. Oh, I did. I, I can explain later if you'd like, or I could just do it right now. Yeah, Hold please. On, no, please. Enlighten me. You said it's me. the Karate Kid sequel that everybody, everybody loves. Everybody does love it. I don't think I've ever seen I've seen it all, uh-huh. but I think I've never watched it from beginning to end in You're one sitting. You're kidding me. I, I know everything about it. But Karate Kid Part Three is my favorite sequel. Because really? Of, because of Terry. Silver. Do you, Bob? Do you concur with that assessment? No. And is the second one where he goes to uh, Japan? Okinawa. Yeah, no, Okinawa. Okinawa. Yeah. And it's the same. The bad guy in it is the kid from uh, Better Off Dead. Lane Meyer. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. You it's, know the guy that always pulls up next to John Cusack and Better Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, learned, yeah. They learned English from watching yeah, Howard okay. Cassell in the Wide World of Sports. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, yes, I like the second one. Okay, so I like that's, that's what I have a problem with here. You said it was most people's favorite. I was just saying it wasn't my favorite. Most. Okay, he said so most. He you did. didn't say everybody. I, now, now, to be fair, Bob, my favorite. to be fair, I did make a wild assumption there. Okay, that most people is their favorite, but okay. it's probably not, that's an assumption. That's why well, you're getting opinion. mad at me. So there, sh- there is truth. <laughs> there is truth to Chuck's comment because the uh, score that Rotten Tomatoes gives this film is like forty-two percent. Mm. Yeah, that's not so. Could be worse. Yeah, but it could be. I think that score is crap. You don't. Yeah. You don't agree. No, I but don't they, agree with no. scores like that from older movies where they didn't have Rotten Tomatoes at the time. Hmm. Yeah. I, if you like it, you like it. it doesn't yeah. matter what they say. No. So I had this. I had this on VHS. So what's and uh, I watched it over and over and over again. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. What year did it come out? Eighty six. Eighty six. So I was probably the eighty eight time frame when I had it on VHS, right? And watched probably, it. Probably. Yeah. I never saw it in the theater or nothing like that. Oh, no. But we we played it over and over. You again didn't go by house. yourself. No, usually I do, but not this time. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Dang. I mean to bust your Already balls. going down a slippery slope. <laughs> ding! ding! Mark it off your bow, Chewy bingo Dog. card. Slippery <laughs> slope right there in the upper left-hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, now so we need an anywho from me and a I like it from Bob. You, but here, here's my argument for – here's my argument. Despite what you think about that movie, it's definitely injected a ton of uh, memories – about uh, pop culture references about uh, from that movie. For example, let me okay. give you an example. Fire. Honk. Oh, the honking. Okay. Yeah. Another example. <laughs> I think Bob needs a little explanation. You don't remember <laughs> the honk. Me, Dude, I've face. seen this movie like in 1987. <laughs> we can reenact the whole scene right now. It's been right a while now. since I've seen it. So at the very beginning of the movie, Mr. Miyagi and Danielson are walking out of winning the tournament, All-Valley High tournament okay, from the first okay. movie. I'm following. Crease who is the jerk instructor from the Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. comes out and starts bullying his students Johnny for losing. Okay. Everybody. Miyagi intervenes, and Cree um, starts trying to beat his butt, but he keeps punching through the glass cars. Pardon me a second. His butt? His ass, you mean? He was going to kick his ass? Yeah, he was going to... Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny when I hear an old guy like you... <laughs> Say the word butt. <laughs> so Chris was trying to kiss, uh, kick Miyagi's tushy. Sorry. And um, he kept punching through the, the glass windows. And then Miyagi pretty much threw it down and was about to give him the final death finishing move and finish off Chris for good. But he faked the, the karate chop and instead honked his nose and said, mm. which in turn came into play at the end of the film when Daniel did the same thing. Against mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his enemy. I remember right? that. So yeah, but he didn't make his enemy punch through two car windows wasn't, before that. Um, that was cool. Wasn't the fight at the end of the movie like a life or death fight? Yes, we'll get to that. Okay. So the other thing the other thing about this, from a pop culture, like everybody knows, okay, in my, this, again, in my opinion, the ice scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He breaks remember that Come on. the video game. The ice scene. All right? Yeah, we'll talk about the video game. Um. I remember being a kid. Uh, speaking of the final death scene, the end, se- the end fight. I remember being a kid and being in the shower, and as the water running <laughs> down my face, would imagine it was the blood 
that I was suffering from the wounds <laughs> of the fight I just had with the bad guy, with Chosen. I think his name was Chosen. With Chosen. Okay. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It was total fantasy work <clears throat> to me. All right. So. I am the man who will oh, look. Peter Sandra just showed up. Tara. All right. So. Um, sounds more like Barry Gibb. You guys, you guys do remember it's the both. plot, right? I do. The you, what? Obviously, you don't, Bob. Say that. You don't remember the plot? Uh, somewhat. Okay, so Mr. So the end of the tournament happens. Uh, moving on, mm-hmm. like two years later, uh, Mr. Miyagi mm-hmm. gets a letter. His father's dying. Mm-hmm. Okay? You don't have no clue, do It's you? the next mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. It's like the day after the tournament, I thought. No, no, no. That, that scene, that oh, opening yeah. scene, right? You're right, because I remember Daniel pulls up in his car. Yeah, and it's like all prom, smoking. And, and he obviously got in a fight shoe? with uh, Ellie Sheedy. It was Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, Elizabeth, thank you. Elizabeth Shue. Her and, name is Allie, though. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, mm. So, yeah, that's why I'm confused. So, uh, Miyagi has to go back to Okinawa to, s- to see his father who's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daniel decides to go with them because they're like BFFs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, they go, they show up, mm-hmm. and then uh, Chosen and Sato show up and meet them. And they, they, the Miyagi and Sato have this leftover feud that it was never finished. And Sato yeah, wants to finish the feud. I remember that um, now, yeah. The father dies. Like, uh, he, he, I give you three days to mourn. Right? So, so he lets him mourn when the father dies. And then they're going to have this fight. And then there was some... Well, I'm going to get to this in a second, but just to finish the, the main plot points, the big big tsunami. No, it was a typhoon comes. Yeah. Typhoon comes, messes up the, the, the place. Yep. Sato realizes the error of his ways. Okay, so they have this big tournament or the, the big uh, dance uh, The dance at the end uh, is a ceremony to celebrate the return of the fishing and things like that and the land of the people. And then uh, uh, Chosen shows back up, not wanting to lose his honor and fights it out to the death with Daniel. Daniel doesn't kill him. Instead, he sac- saves him and then totally makes out with the uh, girlfriend. The is hurricane happen? Mm-hmm. Typhoon. Is it typhoon. Typhoon. Yeah, typhoon. Okay, typhoon. Typhoon. Sorry. Stand back. So, and then they all hurricane. help each other after that, right? Yeah, so I wanted to bring up the reason why this this movie doesn't get its fair share, right? I don't know if you guys remember this, but I, I recently watched this with my kids, and my kids think this one is the better of the Karate Kids. Right, and I think it, it gets Idiots. it doesn't get the credit it deserves <laughs> because th- there's actually this is actually a really touching story. Um, you're talking about a um, how Daniel finds a, like a father figure in Miyagi mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. and uh, this love and friendship that they develop and bond, and they share the fact that like that moment where they're where after Miyagi's father dies. They're sitting and looking out over the ocean, and Daniel is, like, comforting Miyagi, telling him, like, look, my father died too. You have to deal with that, you know, and they share that experience. It's totally a tearjerker moment, man, for for a movie, like, that's supposed to be, like, a kid fun. It's it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's PG. And then, uh, you know, Miyagi is going through this process of accepting his own death from this this fight with with, he's telling, he's, like, passing on the traditions to Daniel. And showing him the, his, his lineage and heritage. One of the coolest fight scenes is is in the uh, in the family dojo where they have that spear with the the, 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 I, the uh, awkward the awkward spikes. I know what you're talking about. And Miyagi just hands hands that gang their butts. Quite. You know, um, you know, the, and and this is this is the movie where um, Daniel ends up teaching Miyagi and Soto the lesson. One of the best lines is from Sato. Who t- comes out and says, "You student, become my teacher," right? And like, it's I think it's just underrated because it, it gives this huge emotional aspect to the movie that 
I don't think people take took seriously. It's it's really good. I may have to revisit that one. What's the third one about again? It's it's more of a throwback to the first one. Which one takes place where they get they go after like the rare bonsai tree? That's the one. That's the, the third, third one. Okay. That's the third okay. one. Yeah, because okay. this guy, that's the one I've seen the least. So this guy with that was friends with John Kreese from the Cobra Kai. They were army buddies or something. Yeah. And they both learn martial arts together. He's a big. He's a millionaire though. He had the ponytail. Yeah. He. It's Terry Silver. Yeah. Thank but you. But it's he's a, kind of a scumbag, and they want. Daniel to fight in the All Valley tournament again, and they bring in this freaking karate bad boy to fight him, and Daniel won't sign back up. Right. And Miyagi they finally get him to sign back up Miyagi when he's on the repelling rope. Right. right. Well, Miyagi won't train him, but then Terry Silver pretends to be Daniel's friend to train him and do teaches him all this wrong shit and everything, and that's the whole yeah. Terry Silver method. Right. You, man can't stand, he can't fight. Mm. Man uh, can't breathe, he can't fight. Man you can't know, I just, see, I, I, I just, I, I think... There I go, think Luke. we can all remember some some scenes from that from our childhood. If you if you watched it, like you know the scene where uh, Daniel like exposes the grocery scam and he breaks the weight. Yep. And Chosen gets all mad. The rock around the clock scene. Yep. Right where mm-hmm. he takes the girl mm-hmm. and then they escape by punching Chosen in the nuts. <laughs> um, There's the part with the was the, the crane thing that comes. Down yeah, the, the, like that's the, the, the drum the technique. Drums, the the drum technique, and that's the whole premise around the family yeah. secret of karate. They all hold up the drums at the end. Yeah, when he's fighting the dude. No, it's it's, it's a great film, man. Like I, I don't yeah. see like I, I got you get into it that is fight. Underrated. You know, in that that part agree. where in the in the final scene where you know uh, the girlfriend is doing that beautiful Okinawan dance, and then in the background, like you see Chosen hook up onto the lights, and he's sliding down and screaming, "Yeah!" And that's when like. <laughs> That's when ah. him and Daniel and like Daniel like recognizes right away. I need to step in, and he he steps it up and he takes the bridge. He dumps it into the into the water. Like this is for real. And like he even turns to Miyagi and he's like, Miyagi's like, Daniel, this is no tournament. This is life death. You know, and like it's for real, man. Like I I thought the movie was incredibly intense. I don't know why I didn't see that one as much as I saw three and one. Like yeah, I've seen that one, but I've it's, I've seen one the, f- the most, the first one the most. Yeah. Second one, a few times. Daniel uses his belt to knock the bell, saving the girl from the typhoon. Yeah, it's yeah, just classic, that. man. I remember that. I remember all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they save Saito. That's what him and Miyagi do. And yeah, they they write, like he like you think uh, they make it set up so like Saito's uh, trapped under that beam, mm-hmm. and then Miyagi goes to like karate chop him, like end his life, and, like uh, make this over. But he ends up just cracking the beam and saving his life. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I remember it's that. great. Remember that. All right, here's the real question. Okay. Now, this isn't the point of this podcast, but is it better than the first one? No. No. It's not. I don't think so. It's no. not. It's not. It, it's, it's not the magic of the first one, but I think it's a powerful film that is underappreciated. I, I think it's a good movie. I, didn't, I just don't like it as much as the third one. I, it's because I watched the third one more. That's interesting. It's, I, I always felt like I always felt like people watched the second one more than the third. I always thought the third one. I've watched it a few times and it's okay, but it was cheesy. This one felt serious. One time in my kitchen, me and uh, Luke reenacted the entire fight scene from the All Valley tournament from the montage while the song "You're the Best" is playing. You're the best. And he was. Around. I was the Cobra Kai, every Cobra Kai guy, and he was Daniel. It was pretty great. Okay. Yeah, it was impromptu. Anyway, to your point, Bob. Yeah, there was there was uh, the Karate Kid video game. Uh, there was there was elements from that in there. The oh, ice breaking. It, you had to break the ice. Dude, it was all in Okinawa. Three, like, yeah, one game was two and three. No, it was just two. 
Just two. It was just the Karate Kid, and but it was it was based off of Part Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, Karate Kid game included elements of the Karate Kid Part Two. Stages of two and four were based on Part Two. Yeah, because there is the hurricane, there's the typhoon, and there's a non-typhoon scene. The only thing I can remember from the fight in the All Valley Tournament at the very beginning. Yeah. That's the first like level. And there's bonus games where you must break up to six ice blocks. Yeah. And then there's yeah, a bonus game that, with the catch the, flies. catch the flies, and there's the yeah. bonus game with the drum that. technique yeah. too. Yep. That was really yep. hard. Yep. I just jumped over it. You're not supposed to do that. You don't get any points. Yeah. Get that, some, Daniel. Get some. A, that was the drum, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was. Punch him. Punch him in the face. Sounded like a wet drum, but. All right, that's that's mine. All right, mine um, is uh, my third number three choice is split between two movies. Like uh, the reason I do that is because one of these movies is, is my favorite in the series, and the other one is the one I watch the most. Okay, I'm talking about Indiana Jones again. But Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom—that's my favorite one of all time. But it's also an '80s sequel. Can I ask a question? Sure. Why is that your favorite one? Uh, like it doesn't have like doesn't follow the other two. It takes place outside of World War Two. Okay, fair. Um, that's fair. That's a good point. Different story, a little darker. You know. Yeah. More like uh, magic and. I was always curious about that because as long as I've known you, I've no, I've always known that's your favorite one. Oh yeah, and, and it was the one my parents let me watch the least for some reason. Well, I mean, so satanic like, as hell. It is, man. <laughs> Plus the dude. Dude rips a heart out of his chest. Yeah, totally you know cool. What I mean? I'm sorry to interrupt. And it's PG-13. I interrupted you. That's the first. Am PG, I interrupting you? No, PG-13. you didn't interrupt. Interrupting Kamu. You asked him. All right. Indiana Jones. It was released on uh, May 23rd, 1984. 84. It grossed 333 million dollars worldwide. True. Cool. Directed by Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, that is. Oh. <laughs> Not Harry Spielberg. Oh, you know? okay. that guy's a bomb. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. Uh, it stars Harrison Ford, Kate Capshaw as Willie Scott. Amrish Puri as Molaram, and Jonathan Key Kwan as Short Round. Oh, I love Which, Short Round, I think round, it's uh, man. Short Round's first, his first movie. He I think in. it is, too. Has anyone on to play Data, right? He played Data. Yeah. He did play Data. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I wrote some, uh, instead of giving the description of these movies, I just wanted to do some haikus. Which I was inspired by Hunt oh. for the Wilder People I was watching that the other day. Oh, that's a good movie. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to write some haikus for the description. So Not my first one simple. would be... My haiku, or Temple of Doom haiku, all right? Narrowly escapes with his trademark whip and hat. Fuck you, Molaram. <laughs> How is that good? Is that good? I think you have a career ahead of you of really, really. I seriously um, almost spit out everything I had in my mouth. Is there anything about Indiana Shut Jones, up. Temple of Doom you guys got? Because that's all I got for that one. I'm going to go through this one. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, what can I say? What else can I say? I've already talked about it you want to talk on another about podcast. You we know? did? I've talked about Indiana Jones. That's like one of my favorite <sighs> movies. You know, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, it's the one I've watched the least. Yeah. It is. And mm. I think I know where you're going with this, so I'll talk about that with you next. But okay. it's the one I've watched the least, but... There, there's some memorable stuff for me. Oh, there's great memorable. I think I, I always love the, uh, the, the, the sequence they put together with uh, Indy trying to grab the antidote. I always thought that was a okay. fun, okay. Oh, the beginning is really awesome. fun sequence that they put together. Um, Anything goes. The, the joke I always <laughs> held on to that is always sticking out in my memory, and it's so weird that I thought about this, is when... Indy's trying to figure out his, the way to get through the passages in the palace. We 
and he grabs the statue's breast. Oh yeah. And and the chick is freaking out like, I'm right here. <laughs> you know? I always remember that for some reason. One of my favorite parts is uh when he takes like a sword from a guy with his whip and he pulls the sword back and grabs the sword and then he's all like chasing the guy, he's like, Ah, ah. And he turns around yeah. and he sees a bunch of guys running at yeah, him. Yeah, I remember around. that. Um, that I do part. remember feeling, even as a kid, that the scene where he knocks the guy off the bridge and the alligators are ripping him apart, it was so not well done, like from a like a digital fake, like bad. Like even as a kid, I recognized that this wasn't really done well. It wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad. Like, the, those early 80s indie movies, even Raiders, had some, like, weird sequences to them, like, uh, from a digital standpoint. But I, it always stuck out in my mind is that that looked kind of awkward. The part I don't like in that movie, and really I like almost all of it, you know the part where they're having dinner and all that dumb shit comes out? Like oh, it's That's, like, it, the monkey some brain. of the most memorable parts. It's chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains. So, like, Ooh, everyone is that. Snake surprise. Yeah, snake. <laughs> like, first of all, yeah. no one would eat that shit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody eats that. Nobody eats that. Second of all, Indy is having a conversation the entire time, is completely oblivious to everything, and never takes a bite of anything. He doesn't care. He, he saves where, an apple. Where though. was his glasses? He's got his glasses on. He's he got a nice. He's got his suit on. He's not wearing his shirt and his jacket and his hat because he's at dinner and he's got to pretend he's a professor yeah, or an totally. archaeologist. But like the fact that Indy doesn't give a fuck, he has to be as hungry as Short Round. He is. And what's the chick's name? In the Willie Scott. Willie. Willie. Right. I always want to call her Billy. Willie. But she's really annoying in that movie. But it's it's okay. She was supposed think, to be. So I mean, I think for me really that's well. that's why that's why I struggled with that movie. One of my favorite scenes is when he gets him and him and Short Round get trapped in that. Uh, we are going. To oh die. yes, I forgot about that. That is there so are two funny. Two dead people out here. There's going to be two dead people in here. <laughs> he, he, well, he when he looks through that portal, <laughs> we are going to die. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so All my right, next continue. one T-O-D. in the same pick three is I'm going to go with its sequel. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. My favorite. My, I watched that the most as a kid. I do, too. The most. Went, I went to uh, the movie theater when I was a kid with my dad to see that. And it was one of the first movies me and my dad saw together. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Brody, follow me. I know the way. Got lost in his own museum, huh? <laughs> That's uh, Last Crusade. Um, is my favorite of the ones that are not my favorite, but like it's up there because I've watched it so many times, so many times. I remember it was a big deal when it came out in video. Yep. I remember it was a big deal when it came out in theaters. You know, it only happened. Uh, it came out May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine, which is almost five years to the day. Damn! That the first wow. Came out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't you notice that with Lucas films back I in the day, it. they used to be May twenty fifth, twenty fourth. Yeah. Some of blockbusters, man. Yeah. Um. It grossed four hundred seventy four million worldwide and won an Academy Award for Best Sound Editing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did you know that? It was also directed by Steven Spielberg, not Harry mm-hmm. or Bill or Neil. Um, starring Harrison Ford. Sean Connery as Sean Connery Henry Jones. Genius in that movie. I know. Genius. Even though he was only maybe like five years older than Harrison Ford in real life. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. He's no. Not that, no, he's not that much older. He's well, that's that a fair older. point because isn't Harrison Ford like 74 years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, fair. Uh, Allison Duty as Dr. Elsa. Schneider. Oh, Elsa. Dr. Elsa. so hot. Mm-hmm. Dan Holm Elliott's back in as uh, Marcus Brody. Mm-hmm. And John Rice Davis as Sala from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Guy nice. Sala. Sala. Yeah, he's solid, dude. Um, my last big. crusade haiku. You guys ready yeah. for this? Yeah. Can please. I say one thing real fast? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bad dates. That's from the first one. Yeah. First I know, one, but it was Sala. Oh, it yeah. was Sala. Okay. <laughs> Go with your haiku. All right. Continue. Bad Sorry. Dates. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Okay. Last crusade haiku. Along with his dad, fighting filthy Nazi fucks. <laughs> do not cross the seal. <laughs> not a lot of people know that uh frozen was based off the elsa character in this movie bob dude you are good at this <laughs> yes, right. yeah your haikus are spot on wow okay that's why i, I didn't want to i was trying to get the description of the movie in the haikus wait for the my f- number oh, one no, pick. now my number I'm, one now i'm anticipating that wow that's why i, I didn't mean, want to do them i didn't want to go up against you oh, there's no, no way there's no way <laughs> The next one's good too, but my number one is my favorite. We'll get wow. Okay. Um, you know, favorite. I I concur with you, man. That was the one I watched the most. Now, the best film in the Indiana Jones uh, trilogy is Raiders by far. Uh, Raiders agreed. is the best by one. far, best one. But you know, th- this this movie had a lot of memorable things for me. Specifically, had the young Indiana Jones at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. The snake. The, the whole the whole um um. Mythology behind who yeah, he is. Yeah, getting scared of snakes. Right? Why his name is Indiana. Mm-hmm. Right? The dog's, the dog, name, dog, the dog's name, right? And oh, then, he got um, that hat. One of the most memorable scenes is the uh, he chose poorly. I remember the Diet Coke commercial. When the uh, when the dude when the dude drank out of the wrong chalice mm-hmm. and like rotted away. You know how in the first one, what's the the lady's name in the first one? Not not in Raiders, Karen, not Karen Allen, but. The, the what's her like Ravenclaw or something? Oh, Marion. Yeah, Marion. Mar- Marion, like Ravenwood. Raven, Ravenwood. Ravenwood. Okay. Yeah. Do you know like there's a there's like a, a theory? I don't know if this Ravenclaw is, true. Is, uh, is Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Sorry. <laughs> so that the guy who at the very beginning of Last Crusade who gives him the hat is Marion's father. The guy that he eventually becomes mouth. friends with. Shut your dirty and mouth. tries to. There's there's the theory that that Raven that is Doctor cool. Ravenwood. That's cool. That and cool. he's an archaeologist, and that's why Harrison Ford ends up dressing just like him, and he gets the hat from him, and that's and he was friends. He they became friends. I've never eventually. heard that theory before. Yeah, I heard it on. You know what? You know what I used to do when I was a kid was because of that movie. Bombcast. Which one? Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Okay. So I remember seeing that in the theater with my dad. Yeah. Like I said, and I think for a full summer, all I did was take um, wax paper and a crayon. And try to imprint on the crayon. And do rubbings? Yes. That's all I did, like, all summer long because of that freaking movie. And, like, I imagined I was, like, finding the grail, man. You know? There were yeah. rats. There was a lot of rats. That, that was uh, his dad's yeah. weakness was remember, rats. Remember when uh, he's pounding on the uh, the marble floor and the, the librarian is using the stamp? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? An X marked the spot. That's such a good movie, man. I know. Well done. It is. It is. So yes, that's my number three. And uh, was that in that movie that at the beginning he's teaching his class and he said X never marks the spot. Yes. 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 X marks the spot. Yes. yes. All right. Because it was ten. The yeah. Roman numeral ten. Right. It was the Roman numeral and ten. And I guarantee you, we have a bunch of listeners out there like myself Seven who tried to write their own Grail diary. 
Ooh. Uh, I have my own Grail diary. I don't, but it's not for the Grail. Actually, I have mine with me. It's in my my backpack. Yeah, I saw it actually. <laughs> <laughs> you had this little blue book. No, I have one. I have my own Grail diary. I'm not lying. I had a bunch of Rambo stuff. I gotta go on my turn. <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if Rambo went after the uh, Holy Grail? Hold on, I have a Rambo. No, I continue. All, All right. right. So speaking of Rambo, I'm gonna play a trailer. Okay. Some say he's nuts. To the moon, Alice. Some say he's bulls. But everyone agrees he's America's most electric leading man. Mercy and Holmes. He's the all new Johnny Five. Just look at these items. Yes. Increased memory, 500 megabytes online. I come with a utility pack. Dozens of gadgets for outdoor living. Lots of green tea stickers and even my own Nike swoosh. Now he's back and haywired for laughs in his newest motion picture adventure, Short Circuit 2. That's right, Rambo First Blood Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Mario Kassar film uh, back in night. No, it's Short Circuit 2. Mario Kassar. I watched that one more than the first Dude, one. Dude, I did too. I love Short Circuit 2 so much, and I haven't seen it in probably 15 years. It doesn't get played on cable. I, I never see it used anywhere. To. It used to. I had it on VHS. It was wonderful. Secret Confession. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I thought Short Circuit 2 was Short Circuit. I didn't even. I saw Because the com- I, I watched that one so much i thought that was yeah. the short circuit you it, know what i mean and it's one it, it came out in uh on july 6 1988 okay <laughs> july 6 1988 so that would have made me six years old right yes thank yeah, you yeah what for not answering you would have been five <laughs> i was six i was born in 82 yeah oh but i wasn't i was it was september yeah son of a bitch i was five like Johnny Five. <laughs> what? Hey, is that a coincidence? That I was, think not. Uh, I no, think not. Nope. But uh, so it came out. I remember seeing the commercials for it, and I wanted to see it so bad. And then I did get to see it. I had no idea what the fuck Short Circuit was. I don't know who Steve Gutenberg is. <laughs> oh, you watched that know. one first? No. No, 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 no. Short I mean, Circuit you two? watched Short Circuit oh, 2 yeah. first. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, in fact, like I went back and like saw Short Circuit 1. I'm like, this is great. More Johnny Five. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never gonna watch this again. It's it's just fine. Other the mama is your your mama is a snowblower. That's the only part I remember from that entire movie. But in Short Circuit Two, mm-hmm. which came out on July 6, 1988, which we already said, but I don't care because I'll say it again. Uh, it's great. I love that movie. It's a great entry point. There is no more movies uh, in this series. This is it. It was directed by Kenneth Johnson, who's who's kind of notable. And I'll tell you why, because he created the miniseries V, um, oh. he, the Bionic Woman, the Incredible Hulk, all that stuff for TV he did. In fact, he's still like involved with recreating that fucking miniseries V. Wow. Um, he also, uh, yeah, he also wrote and directed um, the Shaquille O'Neal blockbuster Steel. Oh my goodness gracious! And that's that could, the best. Hold on, that's the best Superman movie. That kind of fucked him. After you that, stop it. <laughs> you stop it right now. I'll punch you in the throat. You just stop it. <laughs> that kind of fucked him after that. Like he was it was hard for him to get some movies after he wrote and directed Steel. Um, wow. But uh, it's got uh, Fisher Stevens in it and <laughs> Michael McKeon. And there's a problem with Fisher Stevens. He's not Indian. Stevens, Fisher Stevens yeah. plays an Indian guy. Yeah, that's not cool. Um. Well, now it's not. But back then, like a lot of totally people cool. didn't even realize because Fisher Stevens is kind of a character actor. I thought he was Indian. Uh, yeah, I thought he was. I too. totally thought he was. Uh, didn't then, he win an Academy Award? 
Uh, Fisher Stevens? Yeah, I, not for this. I know, but wasn't he playing an Indian dude? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I didn't look him up. I didn't oh. look up Fisher Stevens' Sorry. Academy Award thing. But it's got uh, Michael McKeon, who is awesome. I mean, of course, he's from Saturday Night Live and shit like that and all those uh, Christopher Guest movies and Better Call Saul. And, um, Johnny Five, though, the voice of Johnny Five is a guy named Tim Blaney. Blaney. He was the only other like notable credits he has. He's a puppeteer. Actually, too, he did uh, Frank the Pug in Ma- Men in Black. You oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm the with pug you. Yeah, dog. yeah. The dog sounds like this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That I didn't guy. know that. No, the really annoying dog. I was just yeah. at Universal Studios and they had the uh, the the ride and the dog. You know. Anyway, continue. I no, I was just looking Sorry. down. Uh, so it, this movie made two point twenty one. Wait, twenty one million at the in domestic box office. Eighty eight. In '88, no. which isn't which isn't no, it's terrible. Not. It's, it's a moderate success. Yeah. And actually, I looked up to see what movie it was. It came out against, and it was a uh, license to drive the Corey oh, Haim, Corey yeah. Feldman yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It also made about that much. But so I was like, so why wasn't this movie a bigger success if it was only going up against Corey Haim and Corey Feldman? So I looked up some other movies that yeah. came out around this time. So on the 22nd of June, this movie came out the 6th of July. Okay. So this is two weeks prior. Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. Oh, oh. The next week. Oh. The next week, the 29th of June, Coming to America. Oh. With Eddie Murphy. So you got a Zemeckis and a and, Murphy yeah, and back two week, to back. Two weeks after this movie came out, Die Hard came out. <laughs> so this movie got this movie got fucking buried. Yeah, it did. Almost immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it was coming out against, I mean, Coming to America came out the week before. That's unfair. Yeah, it just got absolutely yeah. blitzed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good uh, dig there, bro. Thanks. Uh, well, I'm not done, but I'm going to keep going. Go. You could try to cut me off again. <laughs> We're going to go on a slippery slope here, I'm boys. I'm going on a slippery slope. Siskel and Ebert actually hated the first movie. They didn't like it. Short gave, Circuit? Yeah. They, they gave this one two thumbs up. Really? Yeah, no lie. Even hmm. though on the Rotten Tomatoes meter, it's got a 38%. So critically, it wasn't really <laughs> all that great. But users seem to like it. That was a 54%. It shows you right there that Cisco and Ebert didn't give a fuck what other people think. <laughs> so, they don't. They so don't. Johnny Five, the last appearance of Johnny Five was not in this movie, though. Hey, wait. When you were a kid watching this movie, did you want one of those little Johnny Five toys? Oh, fuck yeah, the toys Man, that he makes. hell they yeah. They never made any of oh, those. Oh, yeah, I guess I could tell you what the fucking movie well, was about. Johnny yeah. Five was a robot who, in the first movie, was struck by lightning and became basically uh, aware, self-aware Wasn't he part of, of a government program? Yeah, he okay. was supposed to be turned into a weapon. Okay. So he became self-aware, and then that movie plays out. In this movie, he goes to New York with his creator, uh, Ben which mm-hmm. is Fisher Stevens and Michael McKean, and they start making Johnny Five toys. Eventually, this douchebag um, Oscar uh, exploits Johnny Five into being able to build a tunnel to steal a diamond. Yep. And Johnny Five uh, eventually figures out he's being exploited and then, you know, fixes it. And there's an awesome Bonnie Tyler in the in the, the, the I need a hero part oh, where yeah, he's chasing totally, him. And totally. Oscar gets on the boat, and I am really pissed off. Question for you. Okay. You started going down a path. Yeah, I know. I was going to finish that. Interrupt you. Hmm? Go back to that because so that just blew my mind. This wasn't. Before I do that, I do have one clip from the movie that. Hold on. Uh, when I think of this movie, and you just brought up that part, when I think of Short Circuit or Johnny Five, I think of him flying down the dock. Oh, dude! Oh, totally. totally. Awesome. When I hear that song, Short Circuit is that movie? They think so. Of. It's not Footloose. It's Short Circuit. No, it's Short Circuit. Nice. It's nice. Short Circuit. I am really pissed. All right, so yeah. continue your. Sorry. Your point. So hang on. I got this clip from the movie. 
I not telling you not to go outside of the doors? Outside of doors is city. Awesome input. You did not tell me. You have been vandalized all over yourself. No, decorations, multicolored petroleum byproducts. Los locos kick your ass. Los locos kick your face. Los locos kick your balls into outer space. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's been a Friday night playing no. a video game where I haven't done no. the Los Locos thing. No. I think I had Doritos this movie, Locos uh, Tacos. taped off a of television. It doesn't matter. It's like PG. Yeah. So this wasn't the last appearance of Johnny Five. Okay. In 1990, he was in a short film. And it was him because you can find it on YouTube, and I watched the first half of it. Oh, wow. It is called Hot Cars, Cold Facts. What? It is an educational film. About auto theft. No. Created by, I, th I believe it was the Los Angeles Police Department. I watched the first half. It starts the same way as the, the second movie ends, with him taking the citizenship pledge. He's not gold, though. He's taking the citizen citizenship pledge. He, and then it, like all these newspaper headlines, like, Johnny Five buys a house. Like, Johnny Five buys a car. He buys like a, his own like 4 by 4 truck and all this stuff. Weird. And then like he's saying hi to his neighbors and everything. And one day he comes out of his house, and he's got his lunchbox and everything in his hands, and his car's gone. Someone stole it. And he goes what does to, he need a car for? I don't know. Weird. He's got tank treads. But yeah, right? It's because he's alive. And he wants to be like a person, and he's got his own car, which they they retrofit to fit him. He can get in. You know the car. they're kind of screwing him over with all these car loans and house loans and stuff. You don't need that. <laughs> so like, one of the, <laughs> you don't need that. I don't know what his job was, but he goes to the police station. The police and the the guy behind the counter's like, need to make a model. He's like, I'm Johnny Five, like number blah 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 blah. And he's like, No, I mean of the car. And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he probably never drove uh, yeah, it. Was, yeah, so. It was. It is online. It's on YouTube. It's That's called weird. Hot Cars, Cold Facts, and it is. It is the voice. It is the robot. It is everything, and it's got it all on. It's there. the sequel I, we always wanted. Yeah, it's the sequel. Wow, that's it's the unofficial. How long is this? Video? I had I no idea. A, I think it's a half hour. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, gonna check it out. Two fifteen minute parts. It's pretty. Was it fun? No. Not it's at all. it's okay, kind of funny. It's kind of funny just how campy it is because, I mean, it's an educational video. It really is. And there's no, like, narrator or anything. It just kind of mm. goes. It, like, lets Johnny Five kind of tell the story. It's it's kind of neat. It was gotcha. neat just to know that that was there. And, uh, yeah, that's um, my pick was Short Circuit 2. I love it. I love the pick. I, yeah. and, and you don't need to ever watch Short Circuit 1. You, you can really watch Short Circuit don't. 2. Who else was in uh, Short Circuit 1? Was it Ali Sheedy? It was Ali Sheedy. Okay. Yeah, Ali Sheedy and Steve, Steve Gutenberg. Who makes Steve Gutenberg a star? <laughs> we do. We didn't talk about that on the Simpsons no, podcast. How the hell yeah. did we miss the Stonecutters one? I don't know. And nobody know. called us out on it. Yeah, jerks. Thanks, thanks a lot, nine listeners. Fans. That is a good episode. Jerks. Assholes. I'm cutting all this out. Cut it out. Leave it. <laughs> Leave it. Go. I mean, Huey, it's your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. Number two on your list. It's 1980, and your movie made uh, roughly $200 million. Two hundred million in nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Can I? I'll guess what movie it yeah, is. Yeah, go right now. I'll guess what it is. Yeah, it is the color purple. <laughs> that was in like eighty seven. <laughs> okay, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Cocoon. I'll give you. I'll give you a taste. Cocoon. Platoon. That's not a sequel. No. It is the color purple. Oh, Star Trek! Right. Yeah. 
Is this the one we Kurt, talking about? Uh, is this the one when Shatner comes back? <laughs> That's Wrath of Khan, bro. So anyway, um, and you know what's funny is, I actually have my. <laughs> I thought he was doing Star Wars. Superman. Superman. Damn, John Williams, Superman all your too. scores sound the I, same. I want you to get your stuff and Star leave Trek. right I... now. Leave. Sorry. You're out. I'll grab S- Peter Cetera on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in. Adam, is that Adam Levine? <laughs> so, Superman God. 2 Sorry. was released in 1980. So, funky. what's funky about the release is... So there's a whole lot of controversy surrounding this movie because they, the Socklins, who are famous asshole producers, uh, tried to drop Richard Donner, and then um, the dude uh, director named Lester came in and picked up off of Superman One to direct Superman Two. That's why we're going to get into later the uh, the issue with uh, what's his name Brian Singer buying the rights to Brando's uh, estate, and they released the uh, Richard Donner cut only a few years ago. Anyway, long story short, so. You're an idiot, in my opinion, if you don't think Christopher Reeves is the greatest Superman to ever play on the screen. I already told you my pick, Shaq. I'll <laughs> punch you in the throat. I've never watched this movie. You're, You've never seen Superman 2? lie. Two? Oh, wait, though. I've never seen Superman 2 or Superman 3 or Superman 1. I saw some of Superman 4. And that was really bad. Wow. Huey's brain's going to explode. I don't really like Superman movies. How could what? you? What? Because I saw Superman 4 without ever seeing any of the other ones. That kind of ruined it. I'm like, are so, all of them this shitty? I've never beat no. Super yeah, Mario I think, Brothers. I, I think, I've never watched Superman. <laughs> I got to level 8-3 the other day in Super Mario God, Brothers. So nice. Angry now. Let me know faces. when you beat it. I've still No, I'm never playing it again. <laughs> This is my absolute favorite Superman movie. The second By one. far. Uh, it's critically acclaimed. 85% Rotten Tomatoes for movie 1980. Okay. I think Henry Cavill's better. <laughs> <laughs> with his mustache? With his mustache, Bob, really? Okay. No, that uh, was a bad one. Calm down, calm I'm talking down. about Man of Steel. Actually, sorry. Calm down. What was that? Oh, that was the Meteor Man. Who was in that? <laughs> Who was that guy? Meteor Man? Yeah, the Meteor Man. <laughs> <It was, laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Was it the black dude? Yeah. Look, What's his name? Look. Stop it. Just stop it. Okay? I did. Stop it. Talk about Superman. Christopher Reeves is a beautiful <laughs> human being, okay? Mm. Both inside and outside. He got I beat by a horse, though. I heard he was a really nice though. guy. He was, I heard he was a, he was a an amazing dude, man. He was the shit in Monkey Shine. Did you ever <laughs> seen that movie? It's George Romero. The Village of the Damned. I have seen Monkey Shine. That movie's terrible. <laughs> scared the crap out of me as a kid. Um, okay. That movie's the sole reason I don't own a monkey. Let's let's take a step backwards. Okay. Superman 2. Do you... I'm not even going to look at Chuck. Bob. <laughs> Do you know the plot of Superman 2? Yeah. What is Basically. Yeah. So you uh, got General Zod. Yeah. Zod. Shows up. Uh, he was... Uh, what? what? Robert Townsend. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. He was the Meteor Man. We did another movie too. You know, would Christopher Reeves been a better Meteor Man than Robert Townsend? <laughs> I don't think he would have been. I just want to say, <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> I, I'm agreeing with you, man. I've seen this movie. I'm sorry. This I movie, own it over there. This movie is incredible. Incredible. So you start off 
they they give you the whole the whole Brando jailing uh, Zod scene, mm-hmm. which uh, was kind of a segue. So in that like glass plate thing, yeah, the Phantom Zone, man. That's the, weird. That was their interpretation of the Phantom Zone. It was, okay. it was great. It was incredible. And then um, so we show up. Lois is up in Paris because of a hydrogen bomb, and uh, the terrorists take over the uh, Eiffel Tower, and Superman shows up and and pushes the elevator the with the hydrogen bomb out into space, which explodes. In which ruptures the Phantom Zone connection, which releases Zod, right, in his and crew. His lackeys. Yeah, and his lackeys, right. So they land on the moon and mess up a bunch of astronauts. Uh, you know, uh, I think what the quote was a curl. Did he say he saw a curl? Right. So the uh, the whole the whole premise is the yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do you guys I, even watch movies? No. Do you watch it's, them? It's been I love movies, but it's been a long time since I've seen this one. Are you talking know. about Man of Steel? No, go away. You just go go away. So the <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I won't pick on you. The, the uh, so the, the, they show up. They show up on Earth. They realize that they are much more powerful because of the yellow sun. Yeah. And uh, Superman, in the meantime, is starting to question his existence. Yeah. Because uh, he's falling in love with Lois. Who, by the way, is Margot Kidder, and she's batshit crazy. She and, just died. Though. Oh, that's so sad. Now she is. Yeah, and well, uh, well, now she's not. Yeah. So he takes her to the Fortress of Solitude, and they bang, and he vows he he cooks the, souf- the souffle with his uh, heat vision, and he vows <laughs> to it's one of the most difficult things to cook. It's really difficult, and he vows to it's give perfect. up give up his powers, right? Yeah, I remember this. this yeah. Why? Yep. So he not- goes into the chamber. And his powers are removed. He becomes a normal human being. And his mom, mom warns him, look, dummy, mm-hmm. you'll be just like everybody else. And, and Clark's like, yeah, but this chick is hot, and I want to nail her. So he does so. Why does he have to do that? Why can't he just be Superman and nail Okay, her? hold on. We've all seen mall rats, right? Yeah, look, but I don't You know what happens, okay? When, no. when I, he would need a kryptonite condom, yeah, and that dude. would kill him. Yeah, but yeah. Superman is able to control his powers because, honestly... There's not many people he couldn't punch straight through. Like, there's not many people he can't punch straight through. Like a hole? So, look, if he's able to control his... Look, it, we all know you hate Superman 2, okay? So, I, get over it. I've so never seen... So, they took uh, some liberties, all right? Is Zack Snyder involved in this? <laughs> no. Did they come down with face no, shields? No, actually, Brian Singer becomes involved with it later. I've so never anyway. seen the Richard Donner cut. Bad. Oh, it's incredible. I'll get there in a second. So, okay, so where are we at? Superman gives up his powers, right? For no reason. For no reason whatsoever. He goes to a diner and gets his butt kicked by a bully. Ugh. And he realizes he made a terrible mistake. At, yep. in, the yeah. me- in the meantime... <laughs> <laughs> it only took him getting beat up by a bully to realize he made a terrible mistake. Nobody <laughs> makes me bleed my own blood. So, God damn it. So, you know, in the meantime, uh, Zod and his uh, mute crony and his hot Ursula show up. And they start wreaking havoc on small town. And then the uh, the, the the actor Clifton James, who plays the, the sheriff, the tobacco student sheriff, um, he also appears as a sheriff in like the James Bond flicks during the ages of the Roger Moore era. Yeah, those are my least watched James Bond. I'll punch him through. And so uh, the he starts wreaking havoc. Superman sees it on TV and realizes, oh God, I have to help. Well, what's great about this on the side plot is Luther busts out of jail. Isn't uh, Terrence Stamp Zod? Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, incredible cool. actor. Okay. Incredible. Okay. He he did a great job, by the way. Yeah. Great job. Are you the one who called me about my daughter? <laughs> that's, that's a role he would take years later. <laughs> um, Suck it. The fucking s- limey. Yeah. 
So, um, and the, the secondary plot point is Luther busts out of jail with the help of Miss Tessmacher, mm-hmm. and they file hot, uh, fly a hot blue balloon up to the Fortress of Solitude, and he finds the crystals, and he figures out everything that goes on. So Luther meets up with General Zod and his cronies and makes him a deal. He says, I will give you Superman and uh, in exchange for Australia for some strange reason. So he then, loves convicts. Yeah, so then they show up. They all meet up at the, uh, the Daily Planet where Superman f- gets his powers back. He finally comes back after these guys have wreaked havoc all over the place, and they scrap it out. Superman loses. One of the coolest scenes is when uh, the three use their super breath to blow all all the uh, Manhattan or downtown uh, metropolis all over the place. I always thought of that would be like really stinky. It might be. It's a bad, bad breath. breath. Yeah, it might be. Superman uses the uh, the reflector to, to, to zap back Zod's uh, heat vision back out. It was just a really cool fight scene, man. Like, really yeah. cool superhero fight scene. He's throwing uh, uh, Nod or whatever his name is through, like, the Coca-Cola sign. You know, he drops the Karate antenna drop on town. Yeah, it's, it's such a good fight scene. So then um, they pretty much kick Superman's butt. So Superman, like, flees. And everybody's like, oh, Superman left. He, he fleed. One of the cool fight scenes is in the White House where... I believe it's called He Gonna Fled. We Gonna Fled. One of the cool... It's fled. Fled. He fled. So one of the cool fight scenes is when uh, they're in the White House and the president kneels down to Zod mm-hmm. uh, to, to save people's lives. You know, so um, they end up at the Fortress of Solitude, and then one of some of the the liberties that they took with Superman's powers, for some reason, he had this invisible shield he can throw off his chest and like wrap up people with. Ends up being he he knocks them all down into like a pit, and uh, everything's good. So. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Dude, you're so passionate about Superman Two. It's incredible. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I have seen it. God, I love it. It's such time. a good movie, man. It's it's one of the better Superman films. It really is. I like. I remember liking it better than the first one, only because the first one's really boring. The first one drags a little bit, That's but it has I mean. some very very good emotional concepts. When you're a kid, when you're a kid, not really, so not bad. really. When you rewatch these as an adult, yeah, I highly recommend you watch the Richard Donner cut, man. I it, hadn't seen that one. It kind of, I don't it kind it. of like as an adult and as somebody that can appreciate film and can appreciate the story. Yeah, watch it. It's it's really good, you know. It's sequenced well. You know this this whole film had the had the 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 uh, the controversy because the uh, Richard Donner was like the director and the mm-hmm. Socklands were the producers and they pretty much said no, you're not doing this anymore. So they brought in another director, and so years and years and years later, you know, Brian Singer gets involved. He buys the estate of Marlon Brando footage to um, Superman, and they end up cutting the Richard Donner cut. Uh, and re-released it, you know. But overall, even without the cut, it's st- I, in my opinion, it's just a good Superman film. What what struck me weird about this one, spoiler alert, is when Superman killed Zod at the end by snapping his neck. Wait, is this not the same one? No. Oh. I'm surprised you watched that one. It's got a redhead in it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, not this one. I know. I'm just kidding. Which, by the way, speaking of which, I think what's-his-name's portrayal of General Zod? Michael Shannon. Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon was really good. Yeah. I thought good. he did a great job. He was you just know? trying to protect. I he thought was it was good. The, yeah. I thought that effect was good. But, you know, back to the original 1980 Superman 2, I think it's a good film. Now, another sequel to that is Superman 3, also in the 80s. I like that one. Which is Richard Pryor's entrance, which really <clears throat> takes a stray 
off of the 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 tone mm. of the Superman films, but was a film that I watched regularly as a kid. Agree. Um, because it was out. As a matter of fact, between Superman two and Superman three and Super Grover is the whole reason why I wore Superman costumes like every day as a kid. So. Mm. Okay. So I pretty much bored the hell out of you two with my uh, synopsis my, on Superman 2. Chuck, was, on the other hand, was just being a jerk. It's just been a while since I've seen it. I was really? reading about the Meteor yeah. Man the whole yeah. time. I wasn't. Actually, Nobody, I was, actually no, no, no. I'm, I was just kidding. I am entirely impressed. Everything you just said, there's no notes in front of you. Like You just, just like spouted all that off from memory. You clearly have seen that movie, and it has a special place you in your You clearly heart. have seen that movie and, recently. Yeah. Oh, totally. I watched it all the time. Yeah. Um, I haven't damn. watched it in a while. I, I still don't want to watch it, but it makes me happy that you, it makes you that happy. So I feel a little Da-da-da. bad now. I've picked two films that you guys just don't. What was your first mm, one? Crunchy. Crunchy. <laughs> 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 oh. No, no I, I, I legitimately forgot. I forget like 10 minutes after we oh. recorded what the hell my movies were. So it's. It, no, I love the Karate Kid franchise. I love that whole franchise. Okay. It's just the one I watch the least. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Superman, you know, you. I remember when you bought the Superman box set yes. on VHS. When you, you lived were there, with, you live. You, you lived were there. With me. Yes, I was. I was there, and you're like, I bought the Superman box set. And I'm like, oh great, I don't fucking care. Yes, yeah, so like, that whole thing. You were just appeasing <laughs> me. You didn't care. And I'm pretty sure I just grabbed Superman four out of your room and plugged it in. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm gonna I watch. It. I'm gonna watch the most recent Superman movie. And I'm like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, this no, anybody would do piece that. piece of shit. Yeah. Nuclear man. I've he only black, seen that movie like once. Long black nails. It was bad. It was, was bad. so What was bad. the one where he fought himself? That's three? Superman 3. Okay, okay, yeah. I watched that Which, a lot. Which, by the way, the movie's not good, but that scene is incredible. I just remember that, and I remember he makes the diamond. I love it when he's flicking the uh, the walnuts from the bar into the mirror, or into the uh, the bottles of whiskey against the bar, and he's so angry and like, Mommy, what's wrong with Superman? What's that kid doing in a bar? He walked outside, dude. Obviously, you've never seen the original three Supermans, so never mind. Well, you said he was flicking whiskey bottles. He was. The kid was in a bar. Anybody that's watched the movie, you understand what I'm talking about. Was the Richard kid... Pryor gets gets drunk with the uh, liquor kit. Anyway, continue. Richard Pryor was doing it? No, no, no. Never mind. That's a whole other conversation. Okay. Superman 3 is a whole other conversation. Did you know he's stirring himself on fire while he was smoking crack? Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I totally. mean, Christopher Reeve, not Richard Pryor. Do not tarnish the most, ended up most, beloved, m- most beloved man that has acted that man is an angel. Richard okay. Pryor? Christopher Reeve. Oh, okay. He's an angel. He is a good guy. I heard he was a good Super guy. good guy, man. I heard him. I like Tragic him. what happened to him. Yeah. Tragic. I'm cutting all this out. <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> I think it's your turn. Whose turn is it? It's Bob's. He's everything. up next. Return for the climactic clash between the forces of good and evil. Return to a galaxy far. This trailer is cheesy as fuck. Uh, that part isn't. Now this is Star Trek. Nice. The trailers were all cheesy back then, man. Yeah. I like that. Return of the Jedi. We, we would be stupid if we didn't include a Star Wars flick in this. This man. is not my favorite Star Wars movie. Like, huh. like uh, my favorite's Empire. Oh, but I'm Phantom Menace. Again, oh. I've watched this one. The most. God dang it. You know what I mean? 
This is like you watch Return most the most. I I, I would I would I would concur with that. I have watched Return the most. When it as came well. out, it came out here, um, May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. I mean, I was only two years old or one years old, but still, when I when I was old enough to watch these and appreciate these movies, I loved this one the most because Ewoks. When you're a kid, I loved it. Uh, I would agree with that, man. I watched this one the most as well, and the other the other factors of that too is just the dynamic of Vader Luke interaction was just awesome. Plus, it was like had a good story at the end, and the good guys won and everything. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. I watched it the most. I so. I actually like, and I'm not kidding. Like, I hadn't seen Return of the Jedi until I was like in high school. Oh, wow. Return of the Jedi. I saw Empire like a not a hundred times, and I just never got around to Return of the, like seeing a Return of the Jedi all the way through. Maybe I was in junior high. Ah, uh, yeah, it was junior high. Chuck, okay. I want you to know but something, man. I'm saying I saw the other two a million times. <laughs> I love you, bro. I, I really do. I got a story about Return of the Jedi. Like the most, the more we talk about the movies you haven't watched, it lowers your. No, no, yeah, I, like I, the, I, the more I just don't like you. I've <laughs> seen Return of the Jedi nine million times. Hold on now. Um, it was released on May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. Okay, because film released in May twenty fifth. Yeah, six years to the day after the original one. Jesus, seventy seven. Right, yeah. May twenty fifth, seventy seven. See, okay. it's all about that May. No, yeah, fair they, comment. Um, it grossed between. I don't know why it says between because just totals it gave me four seventy five and five hundred seventy two million worldwide, which for nineteen eighty two or eighty three ain't bad. That surprises me. That's that seems really low. Good. That seems low to me. Superman two world, went over two hundred million. It's eighty three. That was nineteen eighty. This was eighty. Yeah. Yeah, but two hundred million. I mean, you're looking at another possibly another two hundred million dollars. That's a lot of fucking money. No, it still is. Don't get me wrong. Plus, it's the third one. I mean, that was Superman 2. Okay, fair enough. It was directed by Richard Marquand. He uh, also directed Eye of the Needle. Oh, a classic. Don't know. I don't know those either. No idea. What? I've heard this guy. None. Uh, Stars, obviously, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, Peter Mayhew, and Frank Oz. Do we need to go into the plot details about this? Oh, wait, hold on. I got my haiku. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Do it. Yeah. All right. My return haiku. More daddy issues. <laughs> Epic battle with sabers. Fuck you, Dark Side. <laughs> I have to say you're consistent. You're consistent. Yeah. The first, the next one's my favorite. But that I think you should good. publish these, man. Nah. Pretty good. Nah. So We are publishing them. There was a video there. store. I don't remember where it was in town. I think it was over on Otacrick Street. And this video store, Ooh, like. Was it Otacrick Video? No, it was before it was Otacrick Video. Oh, okay. Okay. It was before that. So I was over at the. I don't even know where it was. But I remember being in it and always wanting to rent Return of the Jedi. And it was always out. Always. I didn't even know it was a Star Wars movie. I didn't even know. And I'm talking about when I was like four or five. Sure, yeah. It was always out. And for some reason. That just continued until I, I'm serious. Like I it was just never out? got no. I just never got to it after that. Was it like Mario three? A little bit. Never, <laughs> never in. But uh, yeah. So it's kind of funny that like I didn't end up seeing it until I was in like junior high, seeing it all the way through. Like I knew about the Ewoks. I've seen parts of it, just watching it. Yeah. From the end. I don't know how I come in on some. How could you movies. not want to see how this, how it ended? But I kind of redact my hatred towards know. you a little bit because. Just like like what you described, as as pre ten years old kids, 
we would see bits and pieces of different Star Wars films. But we never really appreciated it until we got into high school and watched the films. Do you know what show? I mean, we've all three watched the show a million times, but you don't ever think of it. Like, played Star Wars clips, like, nonstop. It was a cartoon. The Muppet Babies plays Star Wars oh, clips. Oh, yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. You're right. Nonstop. You are so right. Yeah, dude. And in, in fact, like, I was watching Muppet Babies. I had no idea it was Star Wars stuff. I just thought it was, you know, it was cool. Like, I mean. Muppet Babies. Sorry. I didn't God, mean to, I love that show. I didn't mean to interject, but it's just more Return of the Jedi lore for me. No, I mean. What else can you say about Return of the Jedi if you haven't seen it or know what it's about? Yeah, well, I don't know really if we have to spend a lot of say. time on that because if you're just if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Return of the Jedi, just quit. I'll spend as much time on it as you. But like. I mean, I picked it because it's when I watched the most when I was a kid. Well, if you don't if you don't put a Star Wars film in there from the eighties, you know, stupid. and then they uh, re-released them when I was in high school. <laughs> and this one, this one, Return was the one they hacked up Ooh. the most. Yes. Well, they hacked, and then they hacked oh. it up again. They hacked it up again. On my DVDs, uh, it's it's the fucking Hayden kid Christians, from... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christensen. Yeah, they hacked it up again. They hacked it up they again it up and up put twice. him in it. You know, the the best... One of the coolest things, like... Jabba's Palace scene where they ended that uh, CGI character is terrible. Okay, First of all, oh, one of the best gifts you gave me, Bob, was... Don't get me wrong. Chuck, I had surgery last summer, and Chuck gave me this incredible list of movies to watch, and I got introduced to a ton of great stuff. Yeah. ton of great stuff. But you stopped over one day to like visit me and like comfort me a little bit, and we, I was trying to BS with you, and then uh, you let me borrow your like pirated copy of the original. Oh yeah, I bought that off eBay. Original, original <laughs> cut DVDs of the theatrical cut. Yeah, and man, I had such a good time with that. Such a good time with that because it, it brings back good childhood oh, memories. Totally, man. When you watch those special editions, you're like, what the hell? This is totally now Empire. They messed with the least. Yep. Which is, I guess. It I mean, they had Cloud City in there. That was cool. It was cool. They added that stuff cool. in the yeah. windows and stuff. Yeah. You know, that was cool. But like they hacked up Return. Yeah, I they changed agree. up the end scene. They changed up the end song that the Ewoks are all beating on the drums. Yep. Yep. They changed that up. That was frustrating. You know, they changed in. They put the old young Anakin back in. Yeah. Replaced the old Anakin. Yep. The original um, actor. Yeah. And uh, I just, I agree. It it it, it kind of ruined that movie a uh, little no, bit. No, no. I think I I will argue to the end to the end of time that that re-release. Do you remember going to the theater and yeah, watching? Well, I the, saw all three of them. In and I remember the sitting there thinking, the "What the hell are they doing?" And th- that was a, as a teenager. I was a little when I watched them in the theater. I was a little awestruck because I'm like, "Wow, man, I'm watching these in the theater." And I didn't really realize how badly they were hacked. By then, I was so in-depth into the lore and the fan- fandom of it that I, it turned me off. Yeah. Well, it's a shame. Maybe now they can re-release them, but I, doubt I don't they think they will. will. No. I don't think they ever will. No. No. Not unless they... No, they won't. No. They don't. No. So, what was the time period? And this is just a general question. So, that came out in 83? Mm-hmm. So the next film didn't come out until 99, 98? 99. Wow, that's a long time. When we were seniors. Yeah. I remember going to see it. I remember having lightsaber, lightsaber, lightsaber battles. fights in the front of the theater. <laughs> yeah. And all the little kids were like, oh, look at these cool dudes. And we were so nervous. Who sat in line all day for tickets? Was it Micah? Yeah, no, I, me and Micah did. That was ridiculous. I was with them. There was only didn't we drive by like shoot them with uh, squirt guns yeah, at I one point? Yeah, I think we did. You dropped Taco Bell off to us. I probably did. You did. 
Because that's when the Taco Bell was still open down the road. Okay. And, and me and Michael was stood in line like all day, and you brought us Taco Bell. Now it's open two yeah. blocks from there. Yeah, true. Yeah. Different Taco Bell. But yeah, um, yeah, that's that's all I got for that one. No, that's fair. So, I, I, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm done. I, I thought we were training. So yeah, I'm done. Yeah. It's uh, on you for your number two pick. Just yeah. speaking of Star Wars, I got a trailer for my next movie, Star Wars. <laughs> Did you do uh, Empire Strikes Back? Well, I guess you have to wait and see. Five years ago, Stephen King and George Romero, two masters of the macabre, created their hallmark of horror, Creepshow. Many would argue that nothing of significance has happened since, until now. Creepshow 2. Yeah, Creepshow 2. It was... uh. It's a horror anthology that came out May 1st, 1987. Wow, really? Creep Show, yeah, Creepshow 1 came out. The Creepshow came out in 1982. Um, I did not ever see Creepshow until probably about a year or two ago, but I saw Creepshow 2 way before that. Like, I've seen Creepshow 2 a million times. Never seen either one. Oh, God. Really? You didn't see Creepshow 2? Creepshow no. is awesome. I knew Creep, that was one of your favorites. Creepshow so. 2 is one of my favorites, and in fact... That was the replacement. I was going to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, but we'd already talked about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, on our director, declining director's episode. So go back in our library there and listen to that if you haven't seen yeah, it. About it. Can I honestly say what I thought you were going to pick? What did you think I was going to pick? House 2. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but I don't like House 2 that much. <laughs> it's all right. House is great, though. So if you're unfamiliar with horror anthologies, they are, you know, it's, it's uh, instead of a it's just basically short stories in one movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah, or any it antho- yeah. anthology movie. This one is uh, the original creep show was five, five different stories. This one only has three, but it originally meant to have five. Okay. Um, and two of them were cut, and one of them was actually used. Um, they were going to make a creep show three, but it ended up being the Tales from the Dark Side movie. Oh. Um, and one of those uh, unfilmed. Uh, Segments end up getting put in the Tales from the Dark Side movie. It was the really cat, the Cat from Hell with Buster Poindexter. Did you so, know? Um, no trivia. They were going to do a fourth one, and that turned into Tales from the Hood. No, it's, 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 <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> Ernest Dickerson directed that movie. Anyway, um, it was directed. This movie was directed by uh, Michael Gornick, and when I looked him up on uh, Wikipedia, it was in German. <laughs> So then I looked him <laughs> after trying to decipher what it said. Uh, I just looked it up on IMDb instead, and uh, he was the original cinematographer for Creepshow. Uh, George Romero uh, wrote, uh, did the screenplays for this, and Stephen King wrote the segments. There's three segments in this oh. movie. There's three segments in this movie. Um, it is uh, the first one is Old Chief Woodenhead. Uh, the second one is the Raft, and then the third one's the Hitchhiker. Old Chief Woodenhead, I think, is the weakest of the three. Like, it's about these freaking three dopes out in this pulling yeah, up gas I town, know, and one guy about. thinks he's going to be a movie star, and they go and rob this old fucking convenience store that had this wooden Indian, and they kill the two old people who, who run the video or the run the convenience store, and the wooden Indian comes to life and murders them. Yeah, all. I remember that. So hmm. I'm going to skip. Uh, oh, no, no. The Raft is probably the fucking best. 
it's one of the coolest fucking horror movie segments like ever. These four fucking people, two chicks, two guys, they're going out on this wild weekend. They're going to this lake and they're going to go party. Yep. And in the middle of this lake is a raft, you know, like you'd see on a, in a lake, like somewhere place. The people are like dive off. and stuff. So they freaking jump into the water and they swim out to the raft. And all of a sudden they see this like oil slick thing like floating around. They're like, what the hell is it? And it like will reach up, grab them and like, it fucking murders him. It yeah, is I remember awesome this segment. I remember this. It is one of my favorite segments. And then uh, there's the hitchhiker, which is about this lady who's banging uh, a gigolo uh, behind her <laughs> lawyer. Got Rutger Hauer in it? No, that's the hitcher. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> HBO Films, the hitcher. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, the the lady is uh, driving home from her gigolo. She's got to beat her husband home, right? And she fucking smokes this hitchhiker. And uh, she's just like, no one saw her do it. You know, it's like one of the, no one saw her do it. So she's just going to hit and run, and she's kind of d- coming to grips with it. But the hitchhiker um, starts, like, tormenting her, like, appearing, like, all bloody and stuff, like, every time she stops the car or whatever else. And he has a, titu- a titular line. Ooh. And uh, Ooh. I grabbed this clip. That is complete nightmare things. <laughs> well, wow. Well, it was all mixed together. It's every time he says, thanks for the ride, lady. Oh. And so, like, I thought he's, he was, like, like, he's, like, on the, the windshield. He's, like, thanks for the ride, lady. He's, like, trying to come in through the roof. He's, like, thanks for the ride, lady. Like, is awesome. I fucking love that movie. Can you rewind a second here? So, sure. So, how did Stephen King, how does he play into this? Stephen King wrote it. I didn't realize that. And then George Romero did the screenplay. Yeah, they did Creep Show together too. Okay. The original Creep Show. All right. All this right. is this is like peak Stephen King. This is nineteen eighty seven. Peak coked Stephen King. Oh dude. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Yes, oh, very so much high. so. And so for the last uh, this movie only made fourteen million dollars. And so, you know, I did Ooh. for Short Circuit. I did the whole what other movies came out against it thing. Yeah, like yeah, what what the yeah. short circuit got buried. There was a ton yep. of awesome movies mm-hmm. that came out right around it. Um the movies that came out right around Creep Show Two. So this came out May 1st. Against it, May 1st, 1987. Okay. Okay. Against it, the same day week opened uh, the movie uh, The Alligator. I know we all remember that one. Oh, yeah, totally. The Alligator. Is that so, the one with Betty White? Uh, no that's, idea. Uh, Lake Pl- Placid. Oh. That was much later. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5-8, uh, May 8th, uh, River's Edge came out. Yeah. Uh, I uh, think that I'm was a pretty you. good yep. one. Yeah. Uh, then uh, on 5-15, The Gate and uh, Ishtar. Ishtar was one of the biggest flops of all time. Uh, yep. And uh, five, and then the twentieth, the end of the month, Beverly Hills Cop two, Creepshow two was already out of theaters, I'm sure by then. So, so, so really, Hills nothing. Cop no, two. it just killed it. It just fucking bombed. Yeah. It just yeah. bombed. It's got a thirty three percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, and the user score is only forty percent. But it is awesome. If you're looking for an anthology horror movie, Creepshow and Creepshow two, you can't go wrong. And even if you don't, I mean, don't. The old Chief Woodenhead is not a fun. It's not. It's not a really great segment. It's the first one that comes up, but the set. Just stay for the raft, and then if you want to cut turn off after the raft, you don't want to. St- it wasn't fun. You don't like it. Then don't stick around for the hitchhiker. Here's the, the thing. Hitch- I, hitchhiker, but the hitchhiker's awesome. I, I do. Just, th- you just want to see that dude go. Thanks for the ride, lady. I, I do <laughs> think that 
you're you're a horror movie guy, right? So I am. I I do think that I I'm not at all uh, fully expertise in any of that. And what you've introduced me to, so I think the, I think horror movies get a bad rap because they're not fully appreciated by everybody. Mainstream. Um, it's because everybody remembers this kind of era of horror. I mean, this was the slasher era uh, era of horror. It really was. It's not everybody kind of keeps that in their mind. Uh, just that mindless kids go out to a camp or right. kids go here and they get chopped up by some fucking guy. And there's right. a 900 movies like that that came out in the 80s. Um, in the 90s, you know, it, it kind of switched to like the whodunit kind of meta thing which because yep. of Scream and everything else. Yep. But there was critically acclaimed horror movies in the, in the, in the 80s. Nightmare on Elm Street is a critically acclaimed sure. movie. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I mean, Halloween, which was in – actually, Halloween 2 did come out in the 80s, but I don't want to talk about Halloween 2 yet. Um, and then, I mean, Halloween came out in the 70s and was, I mean, hailed as one of the best horror movies of all time. I mean, it started that kind of When did The Exorcist thing. come out? 70s? Yeah, it came out in the 70s, too. Yeah, Exorcist is a good example yeah. of those. I mean, Poltergeist. I mean, Steven Spielberg Holt and Toby, first, yeah. Hooper, Toby Hooper and Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. I mean, all those movies are, are, are came out that time. And oh, Texas Chainsaw was 70s, I think, late yeah. 70s. Yeah. But then, like, a lot of those movies I exposed you to is a lot of indie, indie kind of almost art house horror. That's true. It, it kind of ranges all over the place, but that'll be for a different time. And uh, I'm planning, I got some ideas for October that we'll, we'll delve Sweet. into horror quite a bit more, but. Uh, yeah, I, Creep Show Two. I had to fill the spot for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors, which is Nightmare on Elm Street Three, and I, I thought it filled pretty nicely. That's one of my favorite sequels, Creep Show Two, of the '80s. I'm with you. I remember it. It's great. I used to have the VHS. Used to play it all the time at the house. Okay. You're in. It's your I'm up. I'm gonna try to. I'm trying to move it through. Right, move it through quick. So, I don't think you can go through '80s movie sequels without mentioning a Back to the Future film. I'm just going to throw it out there. You can't mention, uh, you cannot not mention a Back to the Future film. So Back to the Future 2 came out in 89. So right right in going into the, uh, going. Yeah, I was going to say, because Back to the Future 3 came out in 90. It was, it was. But Back to the Future 2 came out in 89. But back, my point is, a, a quintessential 80s movie is the original Back to the Future. The sequel hit 89. And, 1985. Uh, that was the first one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what I didn't know about this film was that they had never had originally planned a sequel to this. It was kind of decided on somewhat last minute after the success of the first film. So the producers and the director and, and the writers kind of regretted the fact that they ended it with Marty's girlfriend in the vehicle because then they had to re they had to write the story around that instead of starting out with a new adventure, kind of like how they did with three. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. what, what they didn't they knew going into three that they were writing a sequel. Going to three, they did not know going from one to two that they were going to write a sequel. So they were kind of like mad that they had to that they ended it that way because now they had to invent the scenario to have a, have Marty's girlfriend in the in the vehicle, which is weird too because they also had to reshoot that scene yep. because the original girlfriend um didn't play uh what's her name jennifer jennifer right so they they, they got a hold of uh elizabeth shoe you got it the second time you it's a two-year sequel this is twice time. man this is twice I actually think you have a I crush on elizabeth she's Shue. not in the second karate kid movie other than at no. the, when it shows the she's end of the first one 
She's not in the second one. I don't even know if the, yeah, and they they just mention her. Yeah, they like just I broke her. up with her or whatever. Me yeah. and Allie had a big fight. So uh this this is another one I think is a little on the underappreciated side with a sixty three percent rating. They couldn't get Crispin Glover back either. Well the, the Crispin the Crispin Glover thing kind of changed the way people the, the the how they handled the Screen Actors Guild handled uh actors uh, going like he changed some laws. Because he sued the hell out of yeah. out of the producers and some actors and likeness. those guys for his likeness because he they didn't meet the, his financial demands and he didn't play it so they 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 pretty much like used old footage slash brought in a stand in with prosthetics and like filmed them upside down in an awkward positions to like fake their way through it and he sued the hell out of them yeah. and that he wasn't the only one uh you know the, so that wasn't Crispin Glover in that movie no no no. Not at all. He wasn't in the third one either? No. Mm-mm. His name was uh, Jeffrey Wiseman. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. As George McFly. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I mean, like, what he, what Crispin Glover did, like, for all his quirkiness, like, we know him now as, like, this weird, bizarre dude, but yeah. for all his quirkiness, he changed the way uh, contracts are written and, and how things are set up for when it comes to uh, likenesses in films from a legal standpoint. So, yeah, there you go. So, Learned just real quick ab- about this movie. I mean, I think we can all agree, unlike my other two films, we've all watched this film. I didn't see this. I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> I do. You know what's funny is I, I, I've clearly seen Back to the Future 2. I saw Back to the Future 3 before I ever saw 2. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, honestly, I like Back to the Future 3 better than 2. My favorite one is 2. Because it comes win the World Series. A year after they predicted. Uh, yeah. The Cubs won it, though. A year after they predicted, yeah. Well, yeah, but they won in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have put should have been on the Cubbies. The cubbies. <laughs> you know who they, tells them that? The voice of Roger Rabbit? Yep. That's the guy? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I do think that this film, the acting is incredible because the actors had to play multiple roles. For example, like the guy that played, uh, what's his name, um, Biff? Uh, Thomas Wilson. He had to play Griff as well as Biff. You know, and then he had to play uh, not just Biff, but Rich Biff when the alternate 1985 came up. An old Biff. Um, you know, one of the best uh, actors that we all remember is uh, 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 James Tolkien playing uh, Mr. Strickland. Oh, fuck. I was like, you, who the fuck you, is you, that? Dude, Mr. Strickland or, Strickland. You, you, you know. and Slackers. And, yeah, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> I just think that the movie is memorable. Yeah. Eat lead slackers. You know, he's throwing the shotgun shells down. You know, um, the whole premise is, you know, they end up in the future this time. Okay. Uh, everything's crazy. Marty's kid gets into trouble, uh, which Marty, by the way, played three different characters. He played Marty, Marty Jr., and Marlene, I think, his daughter. Yeah, he did. And uh, which is really cool. Uh, Flea shows back up his needles. Needles. What are you, chicken? That was his you know? first time he showed up. Uh, I, I thought he was it's, in the end of the first one. He was in the end of the third, third one. one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So needles shows up. Uh, remember the shark scene? Still looks fake. Yeah. Still looks fake. Yeah. But did freaks you, Marty out. Did you know that there is a trailer for that Jaws movie? That Jaws whatever it is number yeah. movie on the DVDs? Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know. So oh. you, you know, one of the, per- the, the, the my personal uh, contacts with this film is uh, when DVDs were really in their heyday, 
and I remember buying the original DVD re-release trilogy, and they had that cool feature where you turned it on, and it just gave you facts yeah, like pop all the way through the, uh, the the film. And I used to watch those over pop and over video. again. It would give you lore and how different, like, all the clocks were lined up at the same time yeah. and things like that. Like, it was a really cool DVD feature. Like, remember that, that like, they don't do that anymore, do they? Like, the really cool cares about the DVD anymore. features, man. Like, those were the shit. No one cares too you know? much about the features. I like to know they're there. They I want to, yeah, but they're not. They don't produce them anymore because people don't care. Well, they, people all don't. they care about is deleted, extended scenes and gag reels. And that's not and true. Making of. Any uh, the commentary was very popular then too. You know, they still do commentaries. Do they? Yeah, they still do commentaries. Honestly, I haven't bought a DVD in a while. But uh, you know, they well, use they do new commentaries on digital and stuff. Industrial Light and Magic actually came up with a bunch of new techniques to to film this to film this movie because they had to do the like the digital. Uh, of the multiple actors, you know, and using uh, like a steady camera to like film the same scene and things like that. So they, they, there's some groundbreaking, groundbreaking digital stuff that went on with this film. I think it's rewatchable as all hell. It introduced us to the, that common trope that we all imagine of going into the future, buying a sports almanac, betting on the games that we know are going to win. You know, yeah. and, and then making a million bucks. Even though if you think about it, like if we went to the future. There would be no almanac. It would just be the internet. Like, you wouldn't go buy an almanac, yeah. you know? Um, Not in 89, though. I do think that the, the scene was really cool when uh, they had the hoverboards, which are weird enough. My daughter freaking has an actual hoverboard now. That is not an actual hoverboard. That's just only a name. Zemeckis uh, did a joke, like, where he released, like, uh, like, hey, the hoverboard, you can get yeah. a hoverboard, and people were, like, really freaking out about getting a hoverboard. Well, they released those Nikes. Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, Nike still runs everything, so that's true. You know, that's a true piece. Nike still owns the world. You can buy a pair of those shoes for like $5,000. Yeah. I'm sure. There's I'm a sure. really good Back to the Future documentary on Netflix, too, called Back in Time. Yep. Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah. That's a good that was one. good. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. You remember when he goes and fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to say that all yeah. the time. Yep. Ooh la la. <laughs> I really Ooh like la the la scene la. where uh, Doc Brown explains the time riff on the chalkboard in the alternate 1985. The and he's showing the splits, how it splits. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked the uh, the alternate uh, bullies in, in Biff Tannen's casino uh, scene. I always thought that was neat. Billy Zane. I always, I always just – I thought that movie was just fun. It's a good it, It's movie. a fun movie. I love it. It's so. a good bridge between the first and third one. You know what? I like I said earlier. I like the third one a lot. Yeah, I really, I really too. do. I watched that one the most as a kid. The third one, I did too. But the second one, when you go back and watch it, like as an adult, like you can appreciate what they were doing. They they invented the future essentially, and they they came up with all. It was really creative if you think about it. You I know, it. I wanted a hoverboard. I love that trilogy. I don't think there's a spot in it you could. That's not good. Yeah, it's 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 one of those. Except in that whole trilogy, when Doc and Marty are talking to each other, they scream. Yeah. They're screaming. Yeah. They're yelling. I really like the what ending. What the hell's a jigawatt? I really like Doc. the ending when yeah, Marty. Uh, when <laughs> when they they kind of revisited the original, go back to the future, and Marty just shows back up and freaks Doc out. I, I thought I sent you back. Yeah, Doc, but but I'm back. I'm back from the future. He just passes out. Yeah. So that was really cool. I, I really like that movie a lot. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. I, I mean, I think it's worth. I think it's definitely one of the top ones you have to add in there as a, as as a sequel in the eighties. Agreed. I'm yeah, I'm with you 110. percent It's a good one. Okay, mine. Uh, I'm just gonna play this trailer. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back. That's the plan. All right, I'm in. There's still 
colony that Xenomorph may be involved. What exactly are we dealing with here? Just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew. Ready to get it on. Go! I think we got something here. Ripley, don't be afraid. Come on. I don't know how you managed to stay alive, but these soldiers are here to protect you. It won't make any difference. What is that? I don't know. Nobody touched nothing. I got signals. I got readings. There's something moving in. It ain't us. <laughs> I was waiting for I was, waiting, I was waiting for him too. Game yeah. over, man. Game yeah. over. True lies. Yes. Uh, my pick is Aliens. Yeah. The sequel yeah, to the I know. You movie have to Aliens. That one too. <clears throat> Aliens is my favorite one of all of them. It's, it's, it's the most action. Uh, only, they they filmed that movie only using like three alien dummies. But it I made, think the way it was shot, they made it seem so many more. I think this is the one I've watched the most. I'm pretty sure. It's definitely the one I've watched the yeah. most. <laughs> so yeah. it was released in... Uh, Chuck's never seen it. Um, it was released in July 18th, 1986. Ow. It grossed $180 million worldwide. That's it. Okay. But it's not mm. bad. Um, nominated for seven Academy Awards. Probably around technology and sound. No, including Best Actress for Sigourney Weaver. Ah, okay, best I'll Supporting Actor for Bill Paxson. Best Supporting Actress for Goldstein, which is, uh, doesn't matter. I uh, didn't win any of them. Um, <laughs> the reason That's that the big, the big deal about the Oscar one was the Best Actress for Sigourney Weaver because it was the first time uh, a female's been nominated in like a sci-fi horror movie. That's oh, really? a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Um, it's directed by James Cameron, yeah. um, starring Sigourney Weaver, uh, Michael Biehn, Paul Reiser, Lance Henriksen. I forgot Paul Reiser. Uh, yeah, Jeanette the Goldstein. The yeah, yeah, the company jerk. Uh, trivia about Bill Paxton, real quick. He's God the only guy to fight an alien, a predator, and a terminator on film. Whoa! Lance Hendrickson did too. Did he? Yeah. What? Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Wait. Wait. He did an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He did a Terminator. Mm-hmm. What, what Terminator He's was he? He's in the first Terminator. Oh. He gets killed. Lance Hendrickson. They originally wanted him to play the Terminator. He's in the first Terminator. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. And he gets he gets killed by a predator and predators oh. or an uh, alien versus oh. predator. Yeah, we have a script. I forget about those movies. I don't really keep those. But Bill Paxton, I'm going to steal a joke from Laser Time. Bill Paxton is the only person to be killed by an alien, a predator, a Terminator, and a surgeon. Ooh, <laughs> oh. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. If you are undecided on this movie, Fucking look up soon? on YouTube. It's the same trailer maybe, I just maybe played. <laughs> Not um, really. Sorry. It's called uh, It's War trailer on YouTube for Aliens. If you haven't seen it, watch that trailer. It's like a minute long. You'll want to watch that movie after you've seen that trailer. Do you want to hear my haiku? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting <laughs> for. I've been waiting for it. My yeah. Aliens haiku. <clears throat> okay, ready? Yes. Um, why won't you listen? Seriously. Please listen. <laughs> you are all dead now. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. that's basically how that okay. movie is. Sigourney nope. Weaver's you just know preaching, what? you know what? Listen to me. I was there. This is what happened. They don't listen. 
and they all die except for Sigourney you, Weaver. You and need the to girl. you need to uh, come up with some of these uh, haikus and just start tweeting them out, man. It's pretty genius. <laughs> That's pretty it's good. Pretty good. Well, yeah, Michael Bean just survives at the end too. But when when did the uh, what years did these aliens come out? That was uh, what. That was uh, 1986. Okay. Um, let's see. Give me a second here. No, no, no. I, I was just curious. I don't mean to interrupt the flow. I, I, Alien no. Three was in there. Alien Three was in the early 90s. Okay. So there was a decent time period between the two, between the three. Yeah. Uh, this first one was 79. Oh, I've really? I didn't. Realize, I've seen uh, that. I didn't realize it was that. I have seen that just not too long ago too. I saw it again. Not too uh, long 92 ago. was Alien Three. Yeah. And really? then Alien Four. Which one was Newt? That's two. Aliens. Okay, all right. That's what I thought. Alien 4, what, Alien Resurrection came out in, like when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then they've ruined it since. And then they came out with Prometheus. And I okay thought and Prometheus wasn't horrible. I liked Prometheus, I so then I liked right. that Alien Covenant. I, I have not one. watched it. Keep That's it. a good one. I'm good. I didn't watch it. I like it. I like I those like, movies, though. I do like Alien, though. I like Alien a lot. I've seen a lot. I've seen the first 45 minutes of Aliens. I know. I remember I brought it over your house in high school. I, I DVR'd it and was watching it one day, too, and then I had to do something else. I never got back to it. That was recent. Probably trying to beat Super Mario Brothers, right? Maybe. Shut your fucking mouth. How's it's, that? Uh, it's having, a typical James Cameron movie. You know what I mean? You can yeah, but I think, James Cameron. I think it's an important piece of the 80s, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the top rated Alien movies besides the first one. Yeah. It's a good movie. I don't know what Covenant got, but I think that got pretty decent reviews too. Did it? Maybe. Meh. Yeah. It's nowhere near as good as this one. All Which, the sequels they come out with are nowhere near as good. Is as this the, first the two. one? And excuse my ignorance, I'm sorry, but is this the one where where Ripley gets into that mech that yeah. mech brought and's like, "You bitch." The loader. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one, man. Let's say that's how the end of the yeah. spoiler alert. That's how the end of the movie. Yeah. Is, yeah that's where crazy. she uh, clamps onto the alien and they yeah, open up this there. is a good movie. Like. This is a rated R movie. Yes. There was toys for kids for this. <laughs> was there? Back in the 80s? Yeah. It's awesome. I had I had Predator toys. That's awesome. Back in the day. Hey, in the 80s, we had no shame. Market it, man. Market it. Make some money. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Um, that's all I got. Love for it. Love oh, it. I like it. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I heard it was good, it's so good. I liked it. Yeah, I, okay. heard it, I heard it was good. I hadn't seen it's it, okay. though. I like it. All right, so I get to go last, and I deliberately asked to go last. I wanted to go last because my last waiting for this moment. My last movie. I'm not gonna even play the trailer. I have the trailer. I'm not gonna play it. You don't need it. I don't need it because I feel like I've got the best sequel. Agreed. I feel like I've got it, so I'm just gonna play this part. Yes. <laughs> God, yes. I got to take Evil Dead 2, yeah. which came out March 13th, 1987. <sighs> this is the highest rated movie of all the movies you guys have. R- critically, it's a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Evil Dead 2? Yes. 98? 98. Wow. You know what's funny is the, 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 pe- the people say it's an 89, but I say it's a, it's a 98 at least. I say it's 102. This I movie agree. was directed by Sam Raimi. Who's that? Uh, he did some things later. I mean, he did uh, For Love of oh, the Game. For Love of the Game, right? He did uh, Music of the Heart. He, he did, did Oz. Yep. Uh, he did uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. He yep. sure did. Yep. He sure did. Uh, he nothing did some, much else, though, right? No, no. nothing. No. N- you know, no, he didn't help with the, the superhero boom or what? anything like no, that. No, or, nothing like that. No. You know, completely 
come back to horror and make an awesome movie called uh, Drag Me to Hell. He's a pretty good director. It's mm-hmm. not starring anyone, really. Um, Bruce time, Campbell's no. in it. I, I know. Confessions of a B-movie. Uh, uh, Bruce Campbell is is one of the best B-movie actors of all time. Bruce Campbell's great in Did this see movie. If how uh, he's retired from Ash now after... Getting no, this. he's not. He's doing a new now. Video he's doing game. a game. He's doing a video game. He's contractually obligated to do that before that uh, star show ended. Really? That's why he's doing it. Is the star show over with? Yeah, it's yeah, over. They canceled it. I, I have to admit, not to break up the tone here, but I stopped halfway through the first season. I stopped after the first episode. No, it, it got a little kidding. too much for me. I watched the entire first season. I watched the first two episodes of the second season, and it gets better. It does? Yeah, it does. I'll, I'll revisit it. Um, I remember loving the first episode of that. I it, did, too. I did, too. This is uh So, really, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Evil Dead 2, just stop and go and watch Evil Dead 2. Agreed. It is... You don't need to see Evil Dead 1. Nope. If you want to go and watch Evil Dead 1, you can. You can. But I guarantee you, if you want more Evil Dead 2-ness, you will watch Army of Darkness after this, which is the sequel to Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 is actually more of a parody of the first movie. Um, very similar. Uh, people go out to a cabin. They find the Book of the Dead. Uh, they find that there was some basically explorers who are trying to translate it, and when they play the tape of them translating it, evil appears um, and turns people into deadites. Basically, demons. Basically, genius of a movie. It's fucking great. Filmmaking, camera work, all breakthrough. It's hilarious. Awesome. It's got awesome special effects. It's got crazy good. It's got really good acting. I remember. I remember the first time I saw it. Do you guys remember? Yeah, I I can tell you this story. An older kid told me about the movie Army of Darkness. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of that. And this is back when we were way younger. Yep. And he was like, it's it's a sequel to a movie called Evil Dead. We happened to be at a Suncoast video on like a, a yep. Friday night, and I end up finding it on Evil Dead 2 on VHS. We bought it sight unseen, never seen it before. And uh, we went back to your basement. Yep, went your, to bed at my that house. Was your ho- that was your bedroom. Yep. And all of us watched Evil Dead 2, and I've probably seen Evil Dead 2 a hundred times. Agreed. Like I I, I, I I will never forget the first time I saw that film with you guys. Like it was one of those moments where when you're a kid and you got all your best buddies in the room and you're watching this movie and it's like it's pow just blows your mind away, man. Like we loved every second of that film for the minute it started. It's it's fucking great, man. I mean, uh, you think like Greg Nicotero did some of the special effects in this movie. This was back in 1987. Greg Nic- Nicotero now does all that shit for The Walking Dead, yep. directs Walking Dead episodes. I'm not a big fan of The Walking Dead. Yeah, but Dead visually anymore, it's amazing. He does a great visually job. Visually it's amazing. A couple of the things you might not know is that uh, Scott Spiegel and Sam Raimi wrote this movie. Um, they, at the time when they wrote it, they were living in a house – with Kathy Bates, Francis McDormand, Holly uh, Holly Hunter, oh, and, the, wow. and and the Cohen brothers. What? Sam Raimi's actually really good friends with the Cohen brothers. Like they all lived in know the that. same place at the wow. same time. I had is, no idea. Which is kind of neat. Uh, that's, that is really that kind of cool. Also, uh, they after Evil Dead, uh, Dino De Laurentiis wanted Sam Raimi to direct the Stephen King. Uh, uh, adaptation of of thinner really so this is back in like 19 what 
85 or 6, 7, mm-hmm. or 86, maybe 85, I don't know. And he's, Sam Raimi said, no, I'm not, I don't want to do that. So at the time, like, all these Stephen King adaptations were a big deal. And Dean DeLaurentis had a freaking, like, contract with Stephen King or something. He was doing a bunch of Stephen King movies. And at, at Stephen King was doing Maximum Overdrive, yep. which is the only one of Stephen King's movies. Coked up. He, yeah, he was fucking wasted. Uh, <laughs> the, only, the only movie Stephen King ever directed is Maximum Overdrive, which is based on his short story, Trucks. I haven't seen that movie in the longest time. When, when uh, Sam Raimi, they decided they were going to do Evil Dead 2, they, needed, they wanted to do it in a medieval setting. They wanted Ash to have gone back in the portal yes, yes. and gone into this evil setting or medieval setting. Uh, they didn't have any money. Dean DeLaurentis actually went to Stephen King to try to get funding. He did get some money, yep. but it wasn't enough for them to do the medieval setting, so they just fucking got rid of it Yep. decided just to do the cabin thing again. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, Sam Raimi's brother, Ted Raimi, is the basically the – Henrietta? Yep. It was in the fruit cellar. Get out of my fruit cellar. Uh, someone's in my <laughs> fruit cellar. Um, the cabin was actually inside a junior high school gym. They yep. built it. Uh, it had no cellar. So they actually had the cabin up, kind of just raised up a little bit, and Ted Raimi would have to be in this full latex suit, crouched uh, down for the cellar to be there. Um, when they go down into the cellar, it's filmed somewhere else completely. It's yeah, it's so cool. Filmed anywhere else. And, in fact, there's scenes in the movie where they're running around, not in the cellar, but when they're running around, you can see the rafters of the gym if you're looking real close. Yeah. You can see it's not the the ceiling is going all the way up. But um, Ted Raimi also <laughs> fucking almost died. Yep. Like, he had – that suit was so hot, uh, him playing Henrietta, that the sweat would just pour out of it. Um, the movie's fucking great. At one point, a guy has to – Ash has to cut off his own hand with a chainsaw. And then he eventually replaces that hand with the chainsaw. So, yeah, he's got a chainsaw loved, for a I hand. I loved when uh, he's laughing oh, the part along laughing. with the, uh, All the, ant- yeah, the, the deer. The, the, the mounts. Yep. So creepy. But such good acting. It's To me, it, it's I love that movie. It was just mildly successful. It wasn't big at the time no. it just kind of fell into obscurity but it's i don't even i wouldn't even call it a cult classic anymore now no. it's it's classic it's, it's as now. mainstream now as, as ever i mean yeah we got in a little early but i mean it had already been out for 10 years when we got into it so and hadn't heard of it since but i mean now i mean ash is a pretty recognizable character i i think one of the cool things about that film is you know we watched it and, and as we got a little older, we started getting into the lore about that movie. And I remember you guys introduced me to the, the Bruce Campbell book, Confessions of B Movie. And he talks a lot about, like, the filming of that. So it was Chins Can Kill. Yeah, Chins Can Kill. Chins I'm sorry. Chins, totally wrong. Chins I was totally wrong. That's the subtitle. Confessions of a B movie. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they talked about he talked about how they used the, uh, the how they made the blood and, and just a ton of crazy like oh, the caro it, syrup in, improvisation of filmmaking. How they kind of made the uh, how uh, they made the Rammy cam where where he just put it on a. It was two people running. Yeah. Evil, evil is always personified as the camera flying through running the, the air, shit, running yeah. through the woods, and it Crashing is actually through the Oldsmobile. Yeah, it's two guys. With the camera in the middle, holding a board with the candle camera in the middle and running. So creative, man. Yeah, like, he he thought of he did a lot of in, pretty innovative stuff, and he's pretty popular. But I agree now. with he you. Still uses a lot of those techniques in his movies. The 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 crazy the, 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 the quick movie. zooms. I mean, yep. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yep. Especially you can see it. He's during the fight for scenes. Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man yeah. Two. So Evil Dead Two was. It's the penultimate '80s sequel, man. It's my favorite. I agree. 
my favorite. It's a good pick. We can't we can't top that. He got pretty close. I mean, but to to me that is. I, I mean, watched Army of Darkness first before I saw the other one. I saw Army of Darkness first before I saw Evil Dead Two, but I've yeah. seen Evil Dead Evil Dead Two way more than I've seen. God, Army I'm gonna of go watch it now. And I love Army of Darkness. No video games tonight. And I like Evil Dead Two. Uh, Evil Dead also, but Evil Dead's a different movie. It's it is more serious than Evil oh, Dead. Oh yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Evil Dead Two is like is is just an awesome movie. It's it's fun, and if you have somebody in your life who's maybe like ten or eleven years old. The blood is so out of control, but not realistic looking. Yeah. And the movie isn't like it's it's gory, but not really. That's what's fantastic it's, about you it. You could you could watch this. It movie crosses. You're the, trying to it has that. It crosses it that line of of just absolute disgusting gore, but you know it's not like realism. It's just over the top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like you know blood spraying everywhere. It's just it's just kind of funny. It's it's funny. I mean, I watched it with my my kids. They like so, it. So, um, we got any honorable mentions? I got a list here. Go. Well, a lot of these will probably be on your guys' list yep. anyway. Um, well, the first one I had was Back to the Future 2, but I already knew you were picking that one. That's not on my list. Um, He's never seen Weapon it. 2. i never seen it. What that. year was that? Uh, 19, uh, I think it was like 80. Damn it. I didn't even think of Lethal yeah, Weapon. Yeah. 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 Damn it. We were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, man. Oh. Uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation, yeah, which is okay. very underrated. I agree. Love also it. in 89 was uh, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is the best one. That's the best one. That was 89? That was yeah. 89. That's the CSA. <sighs> I screwed this up. And then we got two. Uh, we got the Road Warrior and Beyond Thunder. Yep. Nope. Agreed. Those both came out in the 80s. Uh, my favorite Rocky of the series is Rocky Three. came out in 82. Rocky, yep. I just love That's with beat. Mr. T? Yep. I love when he beats Mr. T. I'm sorry. I, uh, I have a special place in my heart for Rocky Four. Four, it's all right. baby. It's, it's right. a musical. Drago, It's man. cool. Uh, Ghostbusters two was it was good. Yeah, I'm I'm good. down with go. What year was that? Uh, like eighty eighty eight or eighty nine. Okay, I'm down with Ghostbusters two. Let's play some. Uh, uh, what was it? Oh no! Higher, higher, and higher. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Janosch loves Jackie Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek two, Wrath of Khan. We mentioned that. I was gonna. That was gonna be originally one of my picks because the funeral scene uh makes me cry every time. Go ahead. The Muppets take. Who's more human? The Muppets take Manhattan was a good. That's. One of the I agree. Yeah, no, totally. That's great. Most. Great. I threw this out there just because I saw it. I've never seen it, but I've, I saw it on the list I was looking at. Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> okay. Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. Uh, for the stoners out there, you got Cheech and Chong, the next movie, and Still Smoking. Both those are in the eighties. Okay. But Up and Smoke is still the best one. Can I uh, can I ask a question if this counts? Does the 80s Bond films count? Because Bond films are like pretty much every generation since the 60s. Yeah, you can do those. Octopussy um, was a good one. Was that, What year was that, though? Uh, 81 or 82, I think. My favorite Bond movies of the 80s, you're going to laugh, is the uh, Timothy Dalton ones. You know because what? I watched those the most as a you kid. You know what, man? The Timothy Dalton ones don't get enough credit. They don't. They're not bad. Better than George Lazenby. Fair. My last um, sequel, and I, I almost chose this one. It was either between Lethal Weapon two or this one that I did. I ultimately didn't choose, but uh, the color of money. No, oh, yeah. fuck yeah, hell yeah, dude, hell Come on, yeah, man, that's a great flick. It is a good movie, oh, and it's yeah. an '80s sequel. It is, it is. not to an '80s movie. movie though. Not to an '80s movie, but it is an '80s sequel. Yeah. I agreed. Seal yeah. of the Hustler. Great movie though. Love yeah. that movie. I do Love too. the color of money. It yeah. won an Academy Award, didn't it? I, I think uh, Paul Newman should have. It's fantastic. Yeah, I had my pick. legs broke. That's all I got. I mean, I know there's more out there. No, you 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 hit a pretty good list there. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I almost chose Lethal Weapon 2 over the... Oh, Avengers. I should have chose Lethal Weapon. I could talk about that all day long. Yes. I like the uh, the fact that, uh, spoiler alert, um, 
He gets shot up. Mel Gibson gets shot up, and then the movie just ends. You don't know what happens. <laughs> that's how. That's how it ends. Like whole, they, you can watch all four of those films back to back to back and not get tired of them. I'm sorry. I love them. I think that was all the sequels. That's I it, think man. that was every sequel of the '80s. I can throw out some <laughs> '80s sequels real quick. Go ahead. How about uh, two? Yeah. The Labyrinth Nightmare, Returns. Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master. Okay. How about uh, Halloween Two? Yeah. I'm um, sure there was a bunch of Friday the Thirteenth. Pretty much all of them. Yep. Except for the first one. No, I think the first one was an eighty. Okay. So uh, all those, ex- well, exclude eight. You can just get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, just don't talk about um, it. Ch- uh, no, Child's Play 2 was in the 90s. Child's Play 1 was really good, though. Um, Agreed. Not a sequel. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a sequel. Uh, E.T. 2. The uh, Revenge of E.T. Yeah, it's E.T. E. E. massacres e. the e. entire population. E.T. 2, popular. Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I so wish Terminator Two would have came out in the '80s so I could have picked that one. But I'm glad it came well, out. Well, we'll have to did. bring that Terminator Two up one day. Maybe we'll it's its own podcast. Uh, maybe we'll do a podcast on August 29th. The day, the day uh, it became self-aware. Yeah. It's Judgment Day. Yeah. The day Skynet launched. <laughs> uh, anyway, struck back. No nah, man, that's all I got. Me I too. got everything. Let's close it up. Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap so, it up. So uh, this is the Bochui Podcast Show, and we have talked way too long. About way too long. In the 80s. Where do you find us? Uh, you can find us uh, the Bochui Podcast Show at Bochui on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Instagram, the real Bo Chewy podcast show. You can find us, a uh, little webpage is bochewy.podbean.com. You can also ch- search us up on Facebook, um, Bo Chewy podcast show, or just type in Bo Chewy. There's only us and, like, Mary Bo Chewy. Yeah, whoever uh, that is. So, is that? I don't know. It's Mary Bo Chewy. So, uh, you can pretty much, at any podcast device, you type in Bo Chewy. If you already listened to us, then you probably already did that. Um, that's kind of all the plugs I got. Uh, for our stuff, did I miss anything? Uh, po- you did can you tell e- them where we could email us? No, bochui at gmail dot com. You can definitely email mm-hmm. us there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we love to hear your feedback. We appreciate all the support we've gotten. Make sure to like us and share us on Facebook. Comment. Uh, comment. We'll comment back. I, I promise you that. Uh, th- we have been the Ucha podcast. Have a good night. I'm out. Later. Goodbye. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Really? No.